seated today. It is good that we can be in the house of the Lord, and I'm going to have to take it sitting down today, but it is good that we can fellowship with one another and that we can come today in spirit and in truth and get into God's Word. And, um, and so again, I want to say to those today that I thank you for praying for me and my family. I thank you for all your cards, all the food that we receive, monies, what all that you have done. We have been tremendously blessed. I feel your love. I know that the church loves us. We couldn't have done it without you, church, because it's something about being connected to a church. Whether you're a pastor or whether you're just a member, being connected to a church, it's something about a family, uh, the family of God. It's about coming together as a family, and I feel the the family uh, love here. I feel the, uh, I've always said, let's feel the love. I've experienced the love as well here at the church, and I thank God for you. Thank you for your support and coming. When I wasn't here, you guys have been faithful, and uh, things have been continuing to run, and I thank the Lord for that. And um, we do have a, a quite a few uh, folks that are out today traveling, vacation. Uh, it's summertime, and and graduation is going on and things like that, so we'll have a few that will definitely be out, and that's, that's to be expected. But if you have your Bibles today, I want you to turn with me to John's Gospel, the 11th chapter. We're going to be talking about this in the first verse. And I want to continue my series. When I, when I fell off of a ladder and broke my leg in half, um, my series just stopped. And so I had enough, ser enough messages for my series that I wanted to, to, to work on this and continue on with it. And, um, but um, it's the I Am series, and some of you may have probably already forgot about the I Am series. But today I want to look at it, sermon number five, uh, I Am the Resurrection and the Life. And I want to look... Uh, at this word resurrection. A lot of times we hear that word resurrection uh, around Easter time and we, we, that's the main focus when we, when we celebrate Easter. We celebrate the Lord and His resurrection. But I want, you, I want you to see this with me today in what Jesus was talking about um, because it's not just talking about Easter and talking about uh, His resurrection. But I want us to look at this today because he's talking also in this passage of Scripture about our resurrection. Jesus had a resurrection. He was resurrected from the dead. But I want you to know today we're being resurrected from the dead. And we're being resurrected by the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we look at this, I just want to go over briefly of what, what I had talked about. Uh, in my sermon today of I Am the Resurrection and the Life, sermon number five. But I had talked about in the I Am's uh, is that Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door and I am the good shepherd. And these are the things that we had talked about in the I Am series. But in John's Gospel, the 11th chapter, right at the 25th verse, if you want to go there, because we're going to go back to the first of John 11 and 1, but at John 11 and 25, it says this, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
And he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in, my, in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Who is this Jesus Christ? And I want this to be today, as we look at this, to let Jesus answer this question of who He is. He is the bread of life. And we see this in John 6 and 35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Who, have, who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. So we know that he brings provision and brings food, and he brings, he helps us physically. You've heard me say he helps us physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, mentally. These are great attributes that he gives unto us. But now he says, I am the bread of life. He brings life unto us. He, bring, he is the word. And I want you to know today that he says, I am the light of the world, John 8 and 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. There again, not only is he the bread of life, but he is the light of the world. He says, I am the door. John 10 and 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. He also says, I am the good shepherd. John 10 and 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. For more I am statements to follow is this, and that is the resurrection and the life. The question would be today, what can we learn from this amazing statement that Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, and how can we apply it to our lives? I want to share with you today in John's Gospel, the 11th chapter, beginning the first verse, there was a story that Jesus clearly lets us know of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They were brother and sister. Two sisters and a brother. And the story goes in John's Gospel, the 11th chapter, we're starting with the first verse, that Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, were friends with Jesus. And when the Bible says that when Lazarus fell ill, his sister sent a messenger to Jesus because Jesus was away from them and he visited them quite often. But he was away as Jesus was ministering, as he was speaking, as he was healing, as he was doing, as the Bible says, going about his father's business. She sent a messenger, and the messenger came to Jesus and told Jesus, says, you need to get to Bethany because Lazarus is sick, and he is ill. Now at this point, Lazarus is not dead. Lazarus is sick. So when Jesus heard this from the messenger... Jesus continued on to minister to the people that he was at, and also the disciples were around him at this time. And so two days later went on, 
And then word got back and found out that now not only was Lazarus sick, but now Lazarus is dead. And so Jesus found out about this. And so the Bible lets us know that Jesus was making his way back uh, from uh, Jerusalem and from Jerusalem to Bethany is about two miles, so it's not too far. And so he's making his way back and Mary's in the house consoling and crying and there's others that are around her, uh, the Jewish uh, people that are around there, they're all crying because now it's been four days and here comes Martha. Martha runs out of the house, sees Jesus from a distance and goes to where he's at and says, listen, if you would have been here, I would have if you would have been here, Lazarus would not have been dead. He, 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 he would have been healed. And now it's too late. And Jesus looks at Martha and tells her, it's not going to be to death. He is not going. You see him and he is dead. But I want you to know, she says, there's something that you've, that you've got to do. You've got to tell God. You've got to talk with God and let God know about Lazarus that he's got to come to life. And so as the Bible goes on and as uh, the story goes, there is those that are mourning and there is Jesus and Jesus sees Mary and Mary says, where have you been, Jesus? Didn't you just hear what Martha said? Martha said, that if you would have been here, you wouldn't have died. He, he, wouldn't, he would have been healed. He would have been, and he looks at Mary, and the Bible says that when she wept and cried, Jesus also wept as well. Amen. And he began to cry. He was not crying to the point where that he was so upset that Lazarus, had died, he was crying because of the sin nature of the world which they lived in, which we live in today. He saw that sin has caused death. He saw that Lazarus was at a point that everything that was around him, those grieving and all of the, the, the sickness is going on, this is why Jesus wept and he was moved by compassion and he saw exactly what they were going through and Jesus looked at them and says, where is Lazarus at? So they said, he's here. He says, take me where he's at. So Jesus goes to where he's at and he says, roll the stone away. My first point today is I want you to know is this, that Jesus is the greatest of all personalities. He is the greatest. We see this in John's Gospel 11 and 25. Jesus said to her, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Yet what led to this moving scene was declaring his deity. He says, I and my Father are one. 
When Mary and Martha was telling Jesus, talk to your God, talk to, to God Almighty, bring him back to life. Listen, he, Jesus, was letting them know that it will not be a death. It will not be that he will be there permanently, but my Father and I are one. In other words, God sees what's going on. Jesus says, I see what's going on. Jesus knew four days later what was going on. Jesus knows exactly what you and I are going through. And a lot of times when we are dealing with circumstances and situations, it is not the end of the world. It is not the end that you throw your hands up in the air and that you quit or you say, well, Lord, why is this happening to me? Why is that happening to me? Listen, God knows exactly before it begins, before your situation, before your circumstance, before you go through what you're going to go through tomorrow, God already knows. He sees your future. He knows exactly what you're going through because He is the healer. Because He says, I am the resurrection. That that you're going through, the death that you may feel like, that there's no hope, there's no use, there's no, there's no tomorrow. There is a tomorrow. There is a better day. God is there and He's faithful to be there. And he who begins a good work in you is faithful to complete it to the very end. Our God is an awesome God. He loves us and he knows what's going on in our lives. So we should never look to the left nor to the right. Our faith should be intact in God's word to know that God will sustain us and he will take care of us every step of the way. John 10 and 13, he says, I and my Father are one. The enemies of Jesus tried to kill him. Jesus ministered beyond the Jordan, having many converts. In other words, many came to him. Yet a message arrived that Lazarus was sick, but it did not slow Jesus down because he knew exactly what was going on. Your circumstance right now in your uh, present situation is not the final destination. Let me say it again. Your present situation is not your final destination. We will go through things in life. I didn't know that <clears throat> three months ago that I would fall off a ladder and break my leg in half. But God knew before then. God knew when I walked up that ladder. God knew exactly what was going to go on. But you know what? It's blessed be the name of the Lord. You've heard me say it. I'll say it again. It does not change my relationship with God. It still stays intact. My faith is even stronger because I know my God, my Redeemer lives, and I know that He has taken care of me, and I know that He'll take care of you because He promised that He would. John 11 and 1. The Bible clearly says that Lazarus was sick. In Bethany, and we see Mary and Martha, his sister. Jesus waited, listen, two days before leaving for Bethany. John 11 and 6, so when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days. Listen, we 
can't just tell God when we want Him to help us. We can't flip a switch and say, Jesus, I need you right now. Where are you at? It is not for us to switch God on and off like a light switch. God sees us. He knows our thoughts before we begin to think. He sees the intent of our hearts. He knows what's in our heart. He knows if there's right motives, there's pure motives, or there's wrong motives. God sees and knows. And just because you want it when you want it doesn't mean you're going to get it when you get it. God is a God that moves by compassion. He sees our infirmities. He sees our situation and circumstance. He will answer in due time. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. But God is a God of on time God and He will provide. And when He answers, it won't be what your pastor said. It won't be what the deacon said. But it'll be what Jesus Christ has given to you and without a shadow of a doubt you'll know that God's on his throne and he's going to take care of you and he answered your prayer in due time just as Jesus answered prayer there with Martha and Mary he says he will not die a death but he will come to life he will come just as I'll raise him from the dead so I will raise you as well Jesus Christ is our life he's our lifeline and he will raise us from our circumstance and will bring life and more life abundantly. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. Listen, the Bible clearly lets us know that he saw the grief that Martha was going through. Yet our Lord responds. He responds. The Bible lets us know in John 11 and 21, Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. He says in John 11 and 23, Jesus said unto her, Your brother will rise again. Now that shocked Mary and Martha because of this. They had never seen resurrection. And they only thought that Jesus was a healer and that he could just heal but they did not know that he could not only just heal but they're fixing to find out that he was the resurrection and that he was going to resurrect Lazarus this was the last miracle I want you to know this today this was the last miracle before his crucifixion this was the last time that he was going to perform a miracle. And isn't this something? I don't say it's ironic. I say it's all lined in by God's word. For him to do the last miracle of his resurrection, this was going to be the last one. And the next miracle was going to be he was going to rise on the third day after he was crucified. Now, Jesus wanted to make a point with Mary and Martha. Now, they had heard about, uh, about resurrection they had already said, oh yeah, you know, uh, Lazarus is dead. Now, I, I know, Jesus, there's going to be a resurrection. I know Lazarus is going to come back. You know, they knew about the resurrection. They just didn't know who they were standing in front of. He was the resurrection and the life. Because he says, I am that I am. He is the resurrection in life. And so while they're standing there, they thought, well, there's no hope. There, there's nothing else. He, he's dead. He's no, there, there's nothing else that we can do. Jesus says, he'll rise again. And he'll rise today. He'll rise today. 
It won't be later. It won't be tomorrow. It won't be next year. It won't be five years down the road. He's going to rise today. Well, I'm sure they, Martha and Mary looked at each other and said, well, how in the world is this going to happen? And they looked at each other. You see, God does the impossibles, folks. God does the impossible. A lot of times we think, well, God's not, he's not going to do this. He's not going to do it. Listen, don't never doubt what God can do. Listen, the doctors can walk into a hospital with your family and friends and say, this is all we can do. We cannot do anymore. Our hands are tied. This is it. Listen, I want you to know God can take it to another level. Just because the, just because the doctor says it, that, it's it, that it is what it is doesn't mean it's at the end. I want you to know there is a beginning. There is a beginning when you think it's at the end. That's when God has just gotten started. Because this is what Jesus was doing. He was just getting started. Because He was going to let them know that, listen, I am the resurrection in life. So as they stand there, listen, Jesus was, Jesus was up for the occasion. My second point today, that Jesus holds the greatest of all powers. Jesus holds... The greatest of all powers. John 11 and 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. Taking it literally at this time and moment. This was just not for him to say something to make them feel good because they're all crying because Lazarus is dead and there's no hope. Listen, there is living hope, Father. Uh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, God the Father, there is hope. Listen, there is hope. When we think there's no hope, think again. There is hope. You say, well, Pastor, why is there hope? How can they be hope? Because your Jesus went through death, hell, and the grave. He arose on the third day, seated with the right hand of the Father, and there is power and victory, and there's not enough devils in hell that can stop the mighty moving of God when God has His hand on you. He will take care of you. Listen, I want you to know today that Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again, John 11 and 23. She's, she thinks he's talking about another coming resurrection. Martha limits the Lord's promise because all she could see was healing. She couldn't see a resurrection. And even so, he promised would be, the promise would be fulfilled. And listen, the truth is Lazarus will rise in the resurrection. All believers, I want you to know today, all that believe that are in Christ Jesus will rise again. Now this world thinks that after you've done, done all you want to do in this world and and you, and you live all that you're going to live, that you're going to go six foot under, and that's it. And that's the end of life. No, it's not the end of life. Listen, it doesn't matter whether you serve the Lord or not serve the Lord. When you go six foot under, your soul is going somewhere. The soul of man and woman never dies. It never dies. It's got to go somewhere. So when you leave this life, that's why we need to be right. We need to be ready should the Lord call us at any time. My sister was telling me uh, this week that one of our salesmen that we, we work with, he, works at, he worked at the Greenville branch with the company that me and her work with. She had let me know that he was on a, 
Harley-Davidson on I-85 in Greenville just about a week ago. And on 85, that's one of the busiest interstates in South Carolina. And <clears throat> he had looked down from his Harley and looked back up. And when he did, the traffic had completely stopped on 85. And he rammed in the back of this car with his Harley and it flipped him off into the highway and the next scene was that an 18-wheeler ran right over him. Had his helmet on, cracked his helmet, brain was crushed, went right out into eternity. They had to pull the plug because there was just no more life in him. My point is this, you never know, never know when your time is up. You never know when your number is up. You never know. That's why you've, you, you've got to be right and got to be ready because accidents happen. Things happen. And if you're right with the Lord, should your number come up, know that you will rise again because of the promise of the resurrection and life that Jesus has told us. Listen, God gave us this promise. My third point today is this. Jesus extends the greatest of all promises. He extends the greatest of all promises. John 11 and 26 says this. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And the question is, do you believe this? Listen, when Jesus walked in there to Lazarus, they rolled the stone away and he walked in there. He had, he had the shroud, he had everything wrapped up. Martha and Mary looked at Jesus and says, What are you going to do, Jesus? He's been dead four days. The Bible says, she said he stinks to the point that his body was decaying. Do you think that bothered Jesus? Do you think that did anything to Jesus? Jesus said to Lazarus, rise up and walk. And when he spoke that word, rise up and walk, that body began to compose itself and begin to come up. And Lazarus began to take all of the wrappings off of him. And if, if we were there that day, I bet their mouths got as big as golf balls and maybe as big as softballs that you could have put in there. Can you imagine this? And he arose... And there was a great celebration that went on in that town. And word got out. And it got out to, to the point, And some got delivered. Some got saved. Some got right with God. And yet, Jesus looked at Mary and Martha and says, I am the resurrection Amen. and the life. Now they know who. The resurrection is. They know that it was through Jesus Christ. 
And God says, Jesus says, I am. And for us to know this today, that it doesn't matter if we go six foot in the ground, it's how we go down in the ground. It's not while we're in the ground, it's how we go down in the ground before we get into the ground. It's how we're going to come back up. And the Bible clearly lets us know he who believes, Jesus says, shall never die. Shall never die. Life is short at its longest. According to the psalmist, the Bible lets us know that God will give us 70, possibly 80 years. And we're still in that range today. Jesus promises life that will last everlasting life. Everlasting life is better than just living 70 to 80 years. Let me say it again. Everlasting life, everlasting life. We are limited in this life. We only live to 70 that God gives us. And if, if grant uh, to 80 or maybe even to a, a hundred. But everlasting life is ours through the faith in Christ. I want to leave you with some questions today. Do you know the greatest person? Are you resting in his great power? Are you trusting in his great promises? Do you know and possess everlasting life? Do you know the greatest person is Jesus Christ? Are you resting in his greatest power, which is Jesus Christ? Are you trusting in his greatest promises? That's Jesus Christ. And do you know and possess everlasting life in Jesus Christ? You see, everything that I want you to know today hinges on Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, He is our solid rock. He is our foundation. And I want you to know today that God is not just a healer. He is just not a God that we call on out of convenience. He's not just a God that uh, we call on Him when we need Him. God can be everything to us. But God is saying, where's your faith? Where's your faith? See, Mary and Martha didn't have that faith. They didn't have that faith. But it took resurrection to show them their faith. You know, I, I find this, and I'm closing. It, it, it's really neat. Martha was the one, after this happened, that Jesus came, and she's the one that bathed Jesus' feet with uh, precious ointment. And she's the one that washed Jesus' feet. Remember, Mary's getting mad at Martha, and, and Jesus is saying, listen, let her do what she's doing. And Martha, she had to have long hair, because the Bible says Martha would take her hair <clears throat> and dry Jesus' feet. So if y'all remember back years and years ago, the country singer Crystal Gale, you know how long, and I'm telling my age, for some of you may not know, but if you did know... Crystal Gale had long hair, and that would be about the equivalent, I would believe, that Martha's hair was about that long. Crystal Gale, her hair was down to the ground, just about, and they just cut just a little bit so it wouldn't drag. 
if y'all remember that. I'm telling my age. But anyway, Martha had to have hair that long for her to dry Jesus' feet. Now listen, now listen to this, and I want to tell you something else that's, that, that's, that's unique too. The other unique thing about it is, is even after Lazarus was raised from the dead and after Jesus had gone to be with uh, Mary and Martha and, and Lazarus there at the house, and then Martha was able to wash Jesus' feet uh, with the precious ointments and stuff, then when resurrection came, remember Martha went to Jesus when she saw him coming to say, Lazarus is dead, okay? Martha, Mary was in the house, Martha went on. Now, here, let me look at this, now, I want you to think about this. Martha washed Jesus' feet. This is the same lady that had seven demons in her that Jesus casted out, okay, that had demons. Here's the other thing. The other thing is, is that when resurrection took place, the first person that came to the grave with ointment to try to, again, give to Jesus to put all, of, all over his body or do what she could do, she was coming to the tomb. And who do you think it was that came first? It was Martha. Martha was there first. Martha was the one that went to tell the disciples Jesus is no longer in the tomb. See, this is very, very, I want you to see this, how this is all orchestrated out. How so neat how that Martha was able to tell uh, Jesus, Lazarus dead, but she, she was the first, but she was the first to get to the grave. You see, Jesus does not forget what's going on with us, folks. He doesn't forget. He knows exactly what you and I are going through. Thank God that we have a God that is moved by compassion, that's moved by concerns, and He knows exactly what you and I go through every day of our life. Amen. Know who's in charge. You're not in charge. I'm not in charge. We think we might be, but we're not. Who's in charge? Jesus Christ is in charge. He's in charge. He's in charge of you. He's in charge of this world. He's in charge of everything, and he knows exactly what's going on. So understand, he's the one that will give you life and give you life more abundantly. Stand with me across.